Rivalry renewed the Chicago White Sox at AmFam Field tonight, taking on your Milwaukee Brewers. Game you can hear right here on WTMJ. Chicago radio fans will be hearing the dulcet tones of our former teammate Len Casper, who is the radio play-by-play man for the Pale Host. Actually, you're a current teammate, too, because we're all tied to the same company, Len. Yeah. Hi, Gene. Great to talk to you as always. Welcome back into the fold. You're old enough to remember, I think, those uh, days in County Stadium when the White Sox and the Brewers would perform their their fine art on a warm August or July night, and it would be like, well, the world's a blend of the world's largest open air tavern and largest open air boxing arena. <laughs> yes, it was. There were uh, some interesting moments in the rivalry back in the day, and uh, two first place teams. Lynn, Brewers fans are really excited for the pitching matchups. Peralta, Giolito, Burns, Rodon, Woodruff, Lynn. Are are White Sox fans kind of in the same spot looking forward to seeing these six pitchers over the next three days? Yeah, no question about it. I think, um, you know, they've had a couple of uh, measuring stick series uh, of late. They took two of three against the Astros uh, right out of the break. I think the Brewers probably look at uh, the White Sox similarly. Uh, whether or not this is uh, an October preview, um, I, I do think that uh, teams in this position on both sides very much look forward to these matchups. Uh, we did look it up, by the way. This is the first series ever uh, involving five probable starters that are all-stars. So uh, it's unique, and it's going to be fun. Indeed, yeah. Five of the top eight pitchers in terms of ERA will be starting in this three-game series uh, over the course of the next several nights. The White Sox, an interesting build for this club. How were they put together? We know you got Yasmani Grandal. I still miss him behind the dish, although uh, the Brewers have found better-than-decent replacements. But still, that's one key cog. He's now hurt, but how did they put this club together? You got, got I know you've got a lot of good young talent. Yeah, you know, there was a bit of a rebuild, and uh, they, what they did is they, they signed some of these young players to, to long-term kind of club-favorable deals, uh, and then went out and, and, and brought in Grandall, as you mentioned, Gene, and then this year uh, trading for Lance Lynn, signing Liam Hendricks, the closer, and uh, it's a team that's been banged up a lot, although I think every team in baseball probably could say that. Uh, and they've got a manager who's in the Hall of Fame, uh, an active Hall of Famer, Tony LaRusso. It's been fun uh, getting to know him, and uh, he's gelled really well, I think, with this group. And uh, they're going to get some of these guys back. Grandall's taking batting practice. He'll be back at some point. Luis Robert, uh, Eloy Jimenez. So once the entire group is healthy, uh, I, I think it's going to be really formidable, and it has been even without those guys. You mentioned Larusa. In some ways, it seems like he does relate well, and in other ways, you go back to the three zero pitch and everything. It seems like maybe at times he doesn't relate as well to, to younger guys. Those that that dynamic. What has it been like to watch that evolve throughout the year? Yeah, you know, I think he's gotten to know his team well, and you know, in spring training, he he went right up to Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu and said, "This is your team." And, you know, I think that was a, a good moment for him. And I think he realized that, uh, you know, he's the new guy. Uh, it's their ball club. And, you know, my experience is that, um, you know, everybody gets along pretty well. I think, uh, you know, there's always going to be a tad bit of tension with a manager and players. If that's always the case, I think Craig Council would even tell you that, you know, when you're in that chair, uh, you can only get so close to your team um, but as Tim Anderson said, uh, he's like the dad and we're like the bad kids who never listen.
<laughs> the, the radio voice of the Chicago White Sox, Len Casper, joining us here on WTMJ. Uh, across town, the Cubs below five hundred. There's talk. Uh, there's talk rather of uh, the Cubs being sellers, not buyers, when the trade deadline approaches. Uh, on the other hand, I would imagine the White Sox may be looking to add a piece or two. What are the case? You've been in Chicago for a while, and which way is the wind blowing in the windy city? Is there there a sense that the White Sox are starting to pick up a little of the local momentum away from the Cubs, or shall the twain never meet? <laughs> well, it's probably a little bit of both. I, I think um, because uh, the White Sox are right now the team in, in first place, that there's no question that uh, the, the Sox are gathering a lot of that steam. Um, but as you know, the, the Cubs always uh, grab headlines, and uh, I do think they're probably going to make a couple more trades. They, they dealt Jock Peterson to the Braves uh, in recent days. It, it will be weird, I think, even for Brewers fans at some point, if a Javier Baez or a Chris Bryant or an Anthony Rizzo ends up wearing a different uniform. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on the White Sox and Cubs making a deal necessarily. Uh, but in terms of the Sox, they probably need to go out and get a second baseman because Nick Madrid goes out uh, for the season, and you can always use another uh, arm in the bullpen. The radio voice of the Chicago White Sox, Len Casper, joining us live on WTMJ. Welcome back to Milwaukee, sir. Enjoy your stay, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, guys. It's good. It's everywhere I everywhere I go. I see Bucks gear, and uh, it's really neat, isn't it? Though, yeah, you know the yeah. you know the years of suffering we went through, and what that means to the city. If anybody does, it's Len Casper. Take care, Len. Have a yeah. good call tonight.